faithwire.com. Hello and welcome to 4 and 3, a podcast breaking down four of the most important stories of the day and three things you need to know about them all from a Christian perspective. Today's Monday, June 14th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. Coming up on the podcast today, parents blast critical race theory in the latest pushback against the radical left-leaning ideology. Benjamin Netanyahu is out as Israeli PM. His last speech uh, has some people saying he went, quote, scorched earth. And the New York Times has backed down after the Babylon Bee calls them out. Took a couple months, but they finally did it. We'll have the details there. And an update on Tim Keller's cancer battle. We'll have those stories and more on the podcast uh, today. Again, Trey Goins Phillips is out. He is on vacation. So uh, flying solo today, and we're going to dive right on into story number uh, one with Ty Smith, uh, who is a parent. He hosts a weekend radio show in central Illinois, and he blasted critical race theory in a blistering short speech before a crowded district school board meeting. The latest in a growing course of frustrated parents who view CRT as an ideology that flies directly in the face of the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, Smith began, he shared a personal story from his childhood in which he and other kids, uh, he was on public assistance and said he was forced to have to go last. This was when he was in the third grade uh, to receive lunch and all the kids that had their own lunch or were buying lunch would go first. This caused resentment. Uh, and he said it caused him to be mad at his uh, classmates. Um, and he stopped talking to them and they were wondering why. And so he kind of likened that to what critical race theory does now. And it causes people just to look at each other and uh, get mad at them and hate them for something they weren't even doing. And so uh, here is a one minute clip because it's best just to let uh, you hear uh, the passion in this parent's voice uh, as he was talking uh, to the school board. And uh, here it is. So when you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other, that's pretty much, that's pretty much, I don't care what say, it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids, this white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to personally tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, sign up, because I only got five minutes now. Two medical degrees. No mom, no dad in the house. Worked my way through college. Sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You gonna tell me somebody that looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never gonna be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't gonna be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't gonna let you get no, oh, you know you're not gonna be able to do it here because you know, white, the, the white man, the white man gonna keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You gonna sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Of this, this, this the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we even talking about this right now. And so uh, Smith received uh, several times throughout his five minutes uh, speaking allotment there, several uh, uh, rounds of applause as you heard in that clip. There were about 20 public commentators um, ranging from alums from the district, students, teachers, parents, 
Uh, and they addressed the school board about critical race theory, as you heard Smith do there, uh, race curriculum, uh, sex education, and the masking of students come fall 2021. All issues there uh, happening in Illinois and, and elsewhere around the country. And we're starting to hear more and more people uh, kind of speak out on that front. So what's the left saying about this? As we've discussed on this podcast, the left's generally been in favor and sort of accepting and trying to implement, as we're seeing uh, a lot of critical race theory relate, related sort of content at schools and, uh, and for children uh, and for students. And so it's the right saying the right as Smith has been doing here has sort of been pushing back and you're starting to see more and more of a wider base. You're starting to push back on it as they see it pop up in their schools. So why does it matter? Well, as uh, Mr. Smith mentions there, CRT does seem to be having a dividing effect. Um, and he went on to mention and talk about Dr. Martin Luther King and said it's the exact opposite um, that Dr. Martin Luther King's message was about judging people on the content of their character. Uh, and so uh, he points that out. And it also matters for us as Christians, because these are divided times, as we've talked about, and trying to navigate this is only going to get more and more difficult because you're seeing uh, ideas and ideologies like CRT be instituted in schools. Uh, and so that's a lot of times going to put us at conflict um, you know, with 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 different movements that are going on. So how do we handle that as Christians? That's something I think we're just going to have to be in constant prayer about. How do you speak truth? How do you speak the truth of God's word um, to things we're seeing be denied? You know, gender realities. You know, God made them male and female, and that's something that's being denied now. So uh, these are issues that we're going to have to think about, especially parents. You know, you're raising your kids, and um, how do you navigate these waters? How do you do it uh, in the most effective way? So. Um, all things we need to be praying about going forward, uh, but you can read more uh, and watch the clip of uh, his full speech there over on faithwire.com. Uh, so uh, let us head on into uh, story uh, number two. And the first time in 12 years, Benjamin Netanyahu is no longer prime minister of Israel uh, his term as prime minister ended on Sunday after their parliament approved a new government uh, formed by leader Naftali Bennett. Uh, and so Netanyahu said Iran is, quote, celebrating his loss and questioned his successor's medal, suggesting he may not be able to stand up to the Biden administration when the going gets tough. Netanyahu claimed the Biden administration asked him, quote, not to discuss our disagreement on Iran publicly, but with all due respect, I can't do that. According to Axios, uh, an Israeli diplomat said Netanyahu had damaged U.S.-Israeli relations for his, quote, own personal interests and is, quote, trying to leave scorched earth for the incoming government. Uh, before the before the vote, Bennett was heckled constantly by uh, members of the outgoing coalition, but Bennett, who was once Netanyahu's ally, now his rival, uh, recognized his former boss and said thank you to Netanyahu for many years of service and lots of achievements for Israel as prime minister. You worked for many years with devotion and to our political power, defensive power, he said. Uh, Netanyahu is now going to be the leader of the opposition, and he cited how his governments have transformed Israel, uh, talking about... Um, taking it from a marginal state to a rising power in the global arena. Uh, and so he kind of, um, you know, touted his accomplishments there. So what's the left saying? Well, Joe Biden congratulated Bennett on his win and said he looks forward to lo working with him uh, to, quote, strengthen all aspects of the close and enduring relationship between the two nations. 
Uh, and he talked about the bond that um, that unites our peoples. And he said it's evidence in our shared values and decades of close cooperation. What's the right saying? Well, Ben Shapiro, Ben, who is Jewish, pointed out, uh, he said the international left really doesn't understand how the Israeli system works at all. They're celebrating Bibi's probable ouster. Uh, this was from a couple days ago, so now his actual ouster. And the man replacing him is more right-wing. The coalition's extremely fragile. If it falls, Bibi's likely right back in power. Um, and he said, he said uh, the, the world's about to find out that Bibi isn't the reason for Israel's hawkish foreign policy. There's no serious pro-concession Israeli wing uh, left with any members, none, which is because when you keep conceding territory and then being hit by rockets, it changes things. So that was Ben Shapiro uh, talking about this change of power here. So why does it all matter? Well, it matters because, of course, uh, our shared values, as Biden mentioned with Israel, stem from the Bible all the way back to Genesis 12.3. Uh, and, and also Israel is just about the lone force for freedom and democracy in the Middle East. Uh, and so in addition to that biblical call, uh, just stability in the region uh, likely hinges on a safe and secure Israel. So um, so we'll we'll keep you posted, of course, on CBN with uh, Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell out there in the Middle East reporting on all things Israel. You can check out the very latest from there on the CBN News YouTube uh, channel as well. So let's uh, let's head on in to story number three. And here we have uh, months after the New York Times smeared Christian satire site the Babylon Bee as a, quote, right-wing misinformation site. Now they've backed down. According to uh, Bee CEO Seth Dillon, the New York Times responded to their demand letter by removing defamatory statements about the Bee from an article that was posted back in March. He, um, he posted these emails uh, from the Times on Twitter. So back on March 21st, Dylan explained how the Times cited the B in a piece that the Times wrote about Facebook dealing with satire and misinformation. Uh, and that article referred to the B as a, quote, far-right misinformation site that, quote, sometimes trafficked in misinformation under the guise of satire. And this is a claim that Dylan took particular issue with because... Uh, they were trying to explain sort of a, it's basically a conspiracy theory that somehow the bee was pretending to be a satire site and then just wanted to spread misinformation. So a very bizarre take there, especially to be uh, in the New York Times. So um, initially, Dylan said that they pushed back on the article back in March uh, on the trafficked and disinformation claim. And the author at the Times replaced it with an update that said the bee, quote, feuded with Snopes and Facebook about whether we're misinformation of satire. But that wasn't true either, uh, Dylan explained uh, in a series of tweets today. Um, so he celebrated this latest update, which now it no longer mentions the B as an example of, quote, far-right misinformation sites that pretend to be doing satire. Uh, and he also noted that neither Snopes nor Facebook ever said that the B was misinformation. So they just called them satire. So Dylan also noted the irony that the Times was using misinformation. They were they were actually engaging in misinformation to smear someone for supposedly being misinformation. So some irony there. And he said, we pushed back hard and we won. You know, we don't have to take this stuff lying down, speaking to a lot of the censorship and the misinformation labels that are being uh, placed on social media and elsewhere through 
a lot of left-leaning fact-checkers and such. So what's the left saying? Well, the Times correction, here's, here's what it read. It said, an earlier version of this article referred imprecisely to the Babylon Bee, a right-leaning satirical website, and a controversy regarding the handling of its content by Facebook and the fact-checking site Snopes. While both Facebook and Snopes previously have classified some Babylon Bee articles as misinformation rather than satire, they have dropped those claims, and the Babylon Bee denies it is trafficked in misinformation. So, uh, so they did back down, uh, trying to cover themselves there a little bit uh, in the way they worded that. But what's the right saying? Well, Dylan and, and Bee fans are claiming victory, uh, and it is, but the correction is so long overdue. I mean, it's been months since it was out there. Um, and so you wonder how much damage was done, you know, now when people aren't, that article is kind of long gone and run its course, but now they're put throwing in a correction there when no one's reading that article anymore. So, um, so you just wonder how, how much damage has actually been done in the meantime there. And so why does it matter? Well, it matters because there's this really this fight happening right now for basic reality and truth going on the, the lines between truth and opinion are being blurred and dare i say uh they're being potentially erased um I mean, this is the new york times i mean this is supposed to be I mean, we know it always has a bias but uh, it's still supposed to be the paper of record and they are supposed to take these things seriously and to and to engage in that sort of linguistic opinionating uh, and editorializing is is and then call it a fact check is really quite something else. Uh, and so, you know, if this sort of trend continues and you don't, as Dylan said, push back and and take you can't take this stuff laying down, because if we do, I mean, we are going to find ourselves quickly in an Orwellian universe that two plus two is five and you better like it. Uh, and you, you're just going to have to learn to just say that's what it is. Uh, even though they fly in the face of reality, the Babylon Bee, clearly a satire site, a Christian satire site, by the way, not a far right leaning satire site uh, that's been around for many years before it was it got really popular. So, um, you know, clearly it was not some misinformation site as they try to claim. And that's the egregious part that uh, Dylan has often pointed out as CEO of the Babylon Bee that they assign a motive, they assign. Um, some sort of nefarious scheme to their satire, which it, it's clearly labeled a satire uh, on the site and obviously operates that way. And, you know, the, the Onion never gets that treatment. Other satire sites never get that treatment. And I think it speaks to the fact that how powerful the Babylon Bee has become. And uh, I think that uh, a lot of people on various sides view it as a uh, as a threat. And so uh, they know it's effective and people like it. And so they're trying to minimize it. So um, so the Babylon B gets a, a small victory uh, there. And, um, you know, it's good to point it out because, as I said, the article, that article is long gone. So a correction in it is not going to get seen very easily. So uh, a good one to a good one to share there. Um, so. All right. And we are going to close on uh, story number four here. And this is an update on um, Tim Keller's health. Uh, he's pastor and author, very well known. Um, and he shared an encouraging health update just um, over a year after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He wrote, cancer update. I had a scan in May that was extremely encouraging, showing no cancer growth under less aggressive chemotherapy. A surgery at the end of May removed several uh, nodules that had remained unchanged for nine months. 
Uh, and he said, at this point, the only visible cancer is the primary tumor on the pancreas. We are praying that it will decrease to the point of invisibility or remain unchanged. In any event, we want to glorify God by running the race set before us with perseverance. Hebrews 12, 1, 2, he's citing there. And he, uh, he said he's confident that God is always loving, wise, and good. And added that he is very well writing, speaking, uh, and enjoying his grandchildren. So he said, thanks so much for continuing to pray. And so uh, with that, um, we can continue and, and continue to have our prayers for uh, Tim Keller there um, as, he, as he battles that, uh, that, that uh, obviously cancer, horrible, horrible disease that affects so many people. We all know somebody that's been impacted by it that way. So uh, with that uh, disease one way or another. So um, we will continue to lift him up in our prayers and uh, we will continue uh, to uh, lift you know, all of those uh, who, are, who are struggling with that uh, disease up in our prayers. So, all right, that is all the time we have for this, this episode today. A little shorter, and I don't have my colleague here, Trey, to banter back and forth with about some of these stories. So, um, But I'll be here all week uh, doing this uh, podcast as Trey's on vacation. So God bless you. Thank you for being here. As always, head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.